AOL. Welcome to the Brian P. Swift All Things Inspirational Show. Brian is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and success coach. Are you ready to move your vision forward and be inspired every Wednesday a little afternoon? Here is your host, Brian P. Swift. Hello, good afternoon. This is Brian P. Swift, a.k.a. The Quadfather. And I am excited to be here, as usual. I hope you're enjoying the day. And as usual, I start out with a quote, and I'm going to get right into it. So the quote is, the secret to happiness is freedom. And the secret to freedom is courage. Now, some people might not agree with that. And I'm a believer that happiness is a choice. And we have that choice, which has been given to every one of us every morning we wake up. And throughout the day, the ability to make choices is a great gift that's been granted to us. But it's true that happiness is significantly related to your freedom and to courage. And to explain this, they talk about countries. They look and they've done statistics on countries, believe it or not, where their freedoms are extremely high. And they find that these countries who have more freedoms, and I'm not talking about the freedom just to go out there and do anything you like, but the freedoms that they have create a higher level of happiness. Now, some of those freedoms, I think, people have created personally. Personally, I believe people have created these own freedoms by their hard work and by things that they've done. But if you think about, you know, having these freedoms, you know, to be able to go where heart leads you and to be able to, able to pursue any goal and to be able to stumble upon happiness because we have this is just kind of common sense. I don't believe just because somebody lives in a extremely free country like we used to, um, that freedom necessarily makes you happy. Freedom's an inside job. And, and what I mean by that is you have got to figure that out for yourself. Give you an idea. I wake up happy every day, and I am a C6 quadriplegic that goes through some extreme things every day, and I do not have the physical freedoms that the average person has. But, man, I love getting up, and I love making an impression on other people's lives. Why? Because it's a choice I choose to do. Um, why wake up the rest of your life being grumpy, being sad? Because I'm in a wheelchair? because of whatever circumstance, and there is some tough, sad circumstance. I guarantee one thing, the circumstance won't get better until your perception of what's in your control gets better. And me being in a wheelchair, I have no control of that. But yet I choose to wake up feeling good about things. So that's just something to think about, the secret to happiness, freedom, choice, courage, to be honest with yourself, to face whatever you're dealing with. So I hope you give that a thought, things that make you go, hmm. I'm going to talk, as we have, about a little bit about entrepreneurship. I, I believe it's, it's such a hot topic out there. 
uh, everybody is either getting into it with a side gig from what they do or as an insurance policy to what could happen to what they do or just as another stream of income. It is not an easy road by any stretch. Um, if it was that easy, everybody would be wealthy. But entrepreneurship isn't easy, but it is obtainable. Because let's face it, to be an entrepreneur in today's times with social media, a thousand times easier than it was 40, 30, even 20 years ago. The amount of people you could reach without having to get into your car stop at a, a mall where there's maybe 8, 10, 12 shops and stop into each one of those and connect possibly with five people, the time that we're, is saved through technology is at an absolute deal maker. So that being said, customers are the lifeline to any business. To use an entrepreneur, if you have a a stick and mortar or, you know, brick and mortar building, um, they're your lifeline. Cash flow is an entrepreneur's lifeline, is a business's lifeline. These two issues being cash flow and customers are probably the two biggest problems I deal with when I work with small businesses or entrepreneurs. So whether you're an entrepreneur, a business, nonprofit, whatever it may be, these are still the two biggest issues out there. The nice thing is, I'm not going to say they're easily fixed, but with the right plan, you can change that. So if these are two issues you have, think about changing. Think about reaching out. You don't have to go through that alone. There are lots of amazing people out there that can help you through those Two processes. Also, if you're an individual, maybe you're not an entrepreneur. If you need to build a foundation for improving your well-being or a foundation for building your, whether that be health or possibly business, to find constructive ways to overcome fear, which is one of the biggest things that hold people back is fear in your life. Or you want to learn how to create a grit routine, you know, and uncover proven tips for developing a positive attitude. There are ways you can do that. Um, so many different ways. It's the thing that I that drove me to writing this book called Developing True Grit is that it is not taught. Grit is not taught in college. It is not taught in high school. It is not taught in your Ivy League schools. It's probably the furthest thing away that the Ivy League schools want to hear um, is this ability for you to become unstoppable without needing them breathing their two cents into your ear for, I'm not sure, 75000 100000 a year when for, I don't know what a library card costs, $7, you can get a library card and pretty much get the same info if you want to go to the library and get out of the room that you sit in front of, or you can find the same information that Harvard, you know, any of them, Yale, Stanford, you go down the line, I don't care who you are, same thing they teach you can find online. So uh, I'm, I'm always puzzled by why people are still continuing to go. I guess that they want that piece of paper 
Um, and, and I understand at one time how important it was. I don't think it's as important these days as it once was. But I have an opportunity out there for the first five people who email me at bswift62 at comcast.net and leave a comment. I will send you a free copy of Developing True Grit. So once again, it's bswift62 at comcast.net. If you want a free copy of Developing True Grit, one, you won't find it in a library. Two, you can't learn it at any school. I don't care if you're at a junior college, which I'm a big supporter of. I don't care if you're at a four-year university. I don't care if you're in the Ivy League, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the Big 8, whatever you're in, this is something that's not taught. But it is something you can learn. So I want to see the first five people who reach out to me again on bswift 62 at comcast.net. Obviously, leave your address, and I will send you a free copy of my book, which you will love. Um, so I offer that to the listening audience. Now we'll hear a little bit from some sponsors, take a little break, and I will be back. Um, it It is discipline is one of the factors. I am a big believer in discipline, whether it be coaching an athletic team, whether it be raising a family. Uh, and, and if you're a believer in it, you better apply it to yourself because the difference between success and failure and sometimes the difference between surviving and thriving is discipline and inspiration. And the reason I talk about inspiration is because I think we all can get motivated for a period of time as a coach, I can motivate somebody for a while. As a parent, I can motivate my kids. I can motivate the people around me. But eventually that is going to wear off where trying to inspire people, which is what I do with my coaching, what I do with my life, that ignites a fire of your own inside of you. That is you igniting a fire because of your vision and your why. Trust me, that will last a lot longer than motivation. I'm not saying motivation is not needed. I'm just saying inspiration is a level of improvement and desire that burns way deeper than motivation. So keep that in mind. And I'm a big believer that winning happens when people are sleeping. Winning happens off the court. Winning happens off the field, outside of the office, when nobody is watching. Because if you think about it, for the most part, everybody has a lot of the same opportunities. I mean, somebody might not have been built six foot four and been given those physical attributes. But I, I watched a young man for about eight years who never got above 5'7", five, 5'8", five, and maybe not above 155 pounds, play the middle linebacker position at a very, very tough, competitive school, Lincoln Way East, 
that hit like he was 245 pounds and 6'6". I have no idea how he did it. He's actually in the, in, in, he's, he's actually in the book um, Developing True Grit and answers the, some gritty questions. But I, I've never been amazed at somebody at, with his stature that could hit like somebody twice his stature. So somewhere in his mind, he never cared about his size. And I believe we all have to get to that mindset where we believe more in ourselves and less in what's said around us or the statistics. And this winning that he developed, I'm sure, happened on the court. But I also know that how much he worked off the court and how much he worked outside of practice. How much he worked when the coach wasn't looking, when the fans aren't there. It's just you and your character. That is with business. That is with life. That's with marriage. That's with friendships. That's with an entrepreneurship. It's kind of the, the whole, what does integrity mean? It's what you do when people aren't looking. That's when people go from good to better to best. That, that is something that a person's character truly shows on. And the discipline that he gained to push forward while others rested, the, the discipline to rise up, uh, rise up his grit and his intensity, uh, the inspiration to continue through pain and ignore the critics or, or push beyond everyone else who doesn't believe comes with those things he did off the court, comes with those things that he did outside of the field, outside of the coach's view. Because life doesn't give you what you want. I guarantee that. Nobody said life was going to be fair. Life gives you what you deserve. And sometimes you may be dealt something that you don't feel you deserve. And guess what? It is what it is. Now what? Now what happens? Maybe you've worked really hard and you haven't got that promotion. Now what? Maybe you've practiced as hard as you could and and you're still not getting the kind of playing time. Maybe you started a business and you think you've done all the right stuff. Now what? Maybe you haven't sacrificed as much as you think. Maybe you haven't given it your all. And you don't deserve it as much as you do. I think being honest with ourselves is critically important. No one promised life would be easy. And you don't have to do it alone. That's why... Having a network, and I'm a big believer in networking, is so critical, not just for the tough times, but for me, who wants to be standing at the finish line alone? I know there's individual sports and somebody's got to win. I get that. But I don't know. Call me crazy. I'm going to be standing on top with a lot of other people that I helped get there. I don't even care if they're first. But if we win together, isn't that ultimately what matters? So I want to talk about pain because I believe pain to get to the best is just a part of the process. I believe there is growth on the other side of pain. I believe there's wisdom on the other side of failure. So when pain comes... It is time, it's time to 
test your character because everybody's going to go through pain. It just is what it is. You can only stay away from it so long. And what will you learn? What wisdom will you learn from pain? What wisdom will you learn from failures? So I'm a, I'm a John Maxwell protege. And one of the classes that I teach either individually or, or I should say I offer individually or in group is sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. Because I am a believer that as long as you're learning and you learn from your failures, because we learn more from failures than we do victories, that you have not truly failed. You can call it a failure, but that doesn't make you a failure. Not if you're learning. So when it seems hopeless, rise up, rise above the pain and the loss and test your inspiration. And in order for you to really be that great example for your kids or your associates or the or to pass this wisdom on, you must be able to live it and live through it and make the best of it. You need to learn from it. You can read about winning characteristics all day long, but eventually you must walk the talk, right? You know, you could go out there and read about grit. You could read about inspiration. You could read about motivation. You could read a, th a thousand things. That's all nice. But until you're in the arena, that stuff is just lip service. So remain faithful to your vision. Remain faithful to yourself. You know, pushing through the pain creates commitment, grit, and integrity. I believe those are three characteristics that are 100% absolutely needed to be successful in any endeavor in life, whether that's being a, parent, being a, a good father, a good mother, a good leader as a, as a boss or an employer, whether that's in your coaching, athletics, or business or individual, you need to understand how important commitment, grit, and integrity is. I also have a philosophy called CIA. It is commitment, integrity, and attitude. So very similar but it is something that I taught sales teams years ago that if you could master these three letters, CIA, commitment, integrity, and attitude, you could rise to the top as a sales professional and get promoted. And amazingly, the ones who took the wisdom and implemented it weren't with me long which is horrible for me, losing your best. But I also knew that was my job, to develop and lead people to be better than they were and to lead them and develop them to be who they want to be. Chase yourself. If, you're, if your hero isn't you in five years, you're chasing the wrong person. I, I don't chase athletes. Athletes aren't my heroes. I, I, hey, trust me, I am in awe of some of the athletic ability that, that many athletes have, but that doesn't do me any good. What does me good is setting high goals and high expectations for myself and then chasing me. And, you know, I am so slow being in a wheelchair. You think I catch myself, but dang, and it is hard to even catch me in a wheelchair. 
But I keep chasing myself because I know there's going to be a better version. There's got to be a, a better version. You know, if you struggle in areas, get, get help. You can't always do it alone. Find a coach, a mentor, a friend to help you on this journey. So good luck and God bless. And now I'd like to talk about three skills, three entrepreneurial skills. And I, I've talked about three other characteristics, but these are going to be slightly different. And the first one is time management. And I get a lot of people asking me, what's, you know, how do you get better time management? How can I get more done? How do you create a, a, a better day? And one of the John Maxwell exercises I went through years ago. Now, this may sound extremely tough to do. And yes, it is. But every 15 minutes, I wrote down what I was doing. Just a simple one-liner is it, it, through the whole day. From the time I woke up, this is what I'm doing at 7.15. This is what I'm doing at 7.30. This is what I'm doing at 8 o'clock. Something that, I mean, you keep to under like 15 seconds. And if you do that for three days during the week, you'd be surprised at the gaps you find. Um, I catch myself doing it because it's important if you want to get, get so much done and be involved and, and chase those visions and dreams down that you be productive, not just busy. Because I could stay busy all day. We all know that. We, we've all been there. You could stay busy all day, look back and go, man, I, I, I was really busy, but I still have to do A, B, C, D. And kind of like school, those are probably some of the things you didn't want to do because they're not easy. Like studying for that one class that everybody had that was like, oh, I studied four hours. Uh, I'll skim that tomorrow, um, which usually doesn't happen. But it, that drill of writing down what you did every 15 minutes, it's not easy, but I'm telling you, it will expose gaps in your day, gaps in your thinking, and other areas of opportunity for you to do the things you want to do. So time management, and you know, it's, I, I can't explain time management, you know, the whole entire uh, dealio about time management here, but in a, a nutshell, we've all heard this rule, rule right? The 80-20 rule. 80% of your re results are going to be produced from 20% of your actions. That rule hasn't changed. We are guilty of that. Just like 80% of the production when I was a, a sales professional or a sales manager came from 20% of my people. It was truly that simple. I don't know where that came from. I'm sure it was some high study they paid mega money for, but it is true. 80, when I look at what I can get done in an hour sometimes, is amazing when I look at where the, what the morning, where the morning go? What did I, what the heck did I do? From seven to one. I know I did something. I, I, I know I wasn't, I know what I didn't do, but I felt busy. And then what I could get done from one to two on certain days, it's truly amazing. One to three, I, you know, I, I'm sitting there thinking, why, why wasn't this done before noon? 
So that being said, that 80-20 rule applies to all of us. And I think if you check it out and account for what you do every day, you'll see better results. And I would definitely recommend that. Most people spend way too much time on things that don't get results. I know some people, some unbelievably successful people whose main line is if it's not bringing in revenue, you've got to put it down and do it at another time. Is that going to bring you in revenue? Ask yourself that if that's a position you're in. So when you, you shift the majority of your energy to actions that actually produce results, the results you're after, you will become more productive instead of just busy. So that would be the first thing to think about. First thing, you could try to wrap your arms around and test. The next thing is leadership. And just like I said, you, you could talk about leadership for, for weeks on end and truly never cover it all. But I'm going to talk about leadership because I have been fortunate enough to be in leadership positions for probably 35, 40 years at different big companies, small companies, and on my own. And there is a belief out there, one held by me and John Maxwell, that your potential for success will rely on your capacity to lead being your leadership skills. Just think if you had a graph and you ranked your leadership skills at three or four, why would you expect a 10 outcome? Why would you expect something more than a, a, a two, a three, a four, maybe a five? Even a blind squirrel finds a nut. But you have to increase your leadership skills. If you have a lower level of leadership capacity, you'll be limited how far you could go. That's a fact. Well, unless dad's running the company or your uncle, then you might go further, um, which, it, you know, that's a part of life. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it just is what it is. The lucky thing for you out there today is leadership is a skill. And like all skills, it can be learned, it can be improved upon, and it can be mastered. It's another quality I coach on. So working on your leadership ability is a great way to increase your future success. That's what it comes down to. And let me dip into leadership because maybe you don't consider yourself as a leader, but there are three levels that I believe everybody should know and understand. First, you need to be able to lead yourself. If you cannot control yourself, if you cannot master that man or woman in the mirror, then going further and trying to master others just simply isn't going to happen. You need to be able to take ownership over your outcomes. You need to become the victor, not the victim, in your world. You must develop control over your habits, your behavior, behaviors, so that you can lead yourself into actions and outcomes that you really want. 
That is key. So leading yourself. The next is leading others. You need to be able to lead others. My gosh, as a parent, you're better. As, even as in the relationships, we need to. Uh, definitely as coaches, as business leaders. You're always going to have to lead other people in any business or station in life because we're in a relationship business. That's what life's about, relationships. We're in a connection world, a connection business. So you have to be able to lead other people, whether they're clients, whether they're they're potential clients, whether they're team members, whether they're peers, you must be able to lead. And finally, the third one, when I talked about there's three types of leadership. So the first one was lead yourself. The second one was lead others. And finally, you must be able to lead leaders. If you really want to hit the top, you better learn to lead leaders and have a vision that you know how to spread through that group. This is the level of leadership required to run big teams. It's required to run small teams too. But to build large teams, complex organizations, you have to learn how to lead leaders. When you learn to lead leaders, it's going to allow you to actually scale your business. Whether that is a, whether you're a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, uh, you have five employees. Listen again, when you can lead leaders, that's going to allow you to scale your business. All righty. I hope you enjoyed that. I've got one more before we go to break. And it is ambition and drive. Ambition and drive are so necessary. Yes, it's a skill. A lot of people think ambition and drive are something you're just born with. I don't believe so. Believe me, it is something you can develop like grit. I just didn't wake up one morning and have this ambition and drive to change the world, to change my world, to change other people's world. To the way I am right now, to the the blessings I have now, I didn't have that ambition and desire 20 years ago. I I would have been listening to a radio show like this. Maybe I would have gotten there sooner. This is something you have to work at all, all the time, all day. It's just something that becomes you. It's a fire-like inspiration that burns inside. And you do have to stoke it. You, got, you have to keep it alive every day. You have to stoke it to keep it burning bright. Is it worth it? Is that pain and suffering and sacrifice worth it? For me, it is. Because ambition and drive is what keeps you moving forward past the obstacles, past the overwhelming fear, past the confusion, to actually become more and more successful and a better you. It's not something you just have. Keep stoking it. You need to envision your dream, envision your mission, envision your passion, your purpose every single day. And remind yourself why you're doing this. Why these things matter to you. 
and all the reasons you put in the hard work and sacrifice on and off the field, on and off the court, in and out of the office. Trust me, it's worth it. So there you have it. Each of these three skills that I mentioned will help you step up your game as an entrepreneur. Now a little word from our sponsors. And obviously your address, I will send you a free copy, autographed copy of Developing True Grit. Send it to bswift62 at comcast.net. Again, that is bswift62 at comcast.net. And you'll get a autographed copy of Developing True Grit. Again, it is an attribute that you cannot be taught. It's just that simple. I have done research and research, and I have talked to professional athletes, Olympians, amazing high school students, people who've overcome amazing detrimental situations in their life to find out what they think of grit, how do they think they got gritty, and that is near the end of the book. Not not to not not to take away the joy, but I have people in there like Rudy Rudiker from the movie Rudy. Um, it was a pleasure talking with him. You know, people like Lou Holtz, and I've got everyday people. I've got veterans. I've got a little bit of everybody that, and that's just the one chapter near the end that gives some awesome insights into grit. So they're not all these superstars. Oh, if I was six foot five and whatever, I'd be able to do that. No, it's not about that. You don't need that to be gritty. So if you get a chance, email me. If you email me and and there's a topic you'd like to talk about, leave it. Uh, If there's a topic you don't want to talk about, leave it. And then I'll make sure I try to get to that topic. Um, Spread the word around about this radio show. I am looking for sponsors. Uh, any business, uh, entrepreneur, whatever you are that would like to be running a commercial every Wednesday to 60,000, 70,000 people and like to be actually on the show also or like to have me mention any specials or things you have going on during the week, please reach out to me at the same email, bswift62. We are always looking for sponsors. Uh, they are the lifeblood for us to keep doing what we're doing. Now I'll move on to one last topic before the end of the show, and that's called having an edge. Everybody likes an edge, right? I mean, who doesn't want to? Who wouldn't like to be born with this edge? Now, what's your edge? Eh, I'm taller, faster than everybody else. Eh, my parents are rich. Eh, you know, a lot of things that we can't control create edges, but there are more things that we can't control that create edges create an edge. Actually, it is something I've been doing research on because I think it's something everybody wants. And don't mistake edge for shortcut. There are no shortcuts on the road to success. Trust me. There are no shortcuts to building a great relationship. There are no shortcuts to to becoming extremely good, if not great, at what you do. Business, hobby, pleasure, no shortcuts. 
but there are edges in everything. So that's what I'm going to talk about. And having an edge is having the discipline to do one thing. How do you like that? It's that simple. I'm done. Um, no, it's simply having the discipline to do one thing and then to do one more thing, then one more thing and so on. So every day without even realizing it, you can create this edge. Basically what you're doing is you are compounding time and getting more done every 100 days, which is more than the average person does maybe in a year. So I ask you again, what is the one thing that you must do every day to get closer to your ultimate vision? Are you creating that habit when you wake up? I know in the military, maybe not every branch, but first thing they do, make their beds. There's a reason for that. It's, it's not just so it looks nice and neat. It's about discipline. It's about knowing and clearing their minds that they have this routine of greatness, and it starts with making their bed. And I can go on from the military standpoint, but it's the same philosophy. So what is that one thing you do? I, I know I have a routine in the morning. Um, for, for anybody out there, it could be the first thing you do, you wake up and you pray. Maybe you wake up and you do exercise or meditation. Maybe it's reading and journaling. There's no right or wrong thing. Maybe it's, you know, having a healthy breakfast with your family. It can be everything, but you need that one thing that you do every day that will continue to fuel you and fuel your process to get you to that why, to that vision that you have out there. Because consistency requires discipline. That consistency of making your bed, that consistency of getting up and journaling, getting up and praying, getting up and having a good, healthy breakfast, that requires discipline. And once you've disciplined yourself in one thing, as I said earlier, now it's just get one more thing and become extremely disciplined at it. But having a life that's easy is not exactly what down deep will get you what you want. I do believe we all, the average man wants an easy life. I mean, who wouldn't? The average leader, visionary, we all want things to be easier. But what makes true leaders and visionaries and overachievers is the strength to face a hard life. This may sound trite, but it is that their ability to face this adversity and how they face it that makes them so good. When you go over and above what the average person does, you'll have a life that is above average. When you do something extraordinary, when you do something extraordinary, you will have an extraordinary life. In order to get something that you don't have, you've got to be willing to do something you haven't done. You have to be willing to have a life and do the things that no one else wants to do. That is not an easy life, but it is something in your control and in the palm of your hands, if you'd like. It is something 
that you work on. It is not a destination. It is a thing you work on your whole life trying to get that. It's like people waiting for the perfect time to. There is no perfect time to do a lot of things in life. So don't look for necessarily always perfection. Look for progress. Do you have progress? Progress becomes a stepping stone, not a stumbling block. Even the little wins are important, and you've got to rely on those. So look for good wins, good stepping stones, and stop looking for the easy way. And edge doesn't mean easy. It, 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 it doesn't mean cheating the system. It, it's not a shortcut. It is something you build in you that you grow. So it is, like many success attributes, a process that is in your control that you can control. So one last thing. Again, anybody looking, business person, would like to sponsor the show, please look me up at bswift62 at comcast.net. You can also find me on other social media like Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook. So I'm out there. I'm easy to find. I'm always willing to help. And I wish you a blessed day. Have an awesome rest of your Wednesday. And thanks for listening. Spread this station around. Tell your friends and family to listen to it. I am out of here to the rest of my journey. God bless.